good morning, my friend. Or as we Franciscans say, buongiorno, buona gente. What a good day. What a holy day. This is the feast of the um, body and blood of Christ, formerly called and still called the Corpus Christi, a beautiful understanding the fullness and completeness of the incarnation of Christ for us, which we hear in Paul and I will soon read, brings us into the full participation of the dying and rising of God for us in Jesus Christ. God has poured out his life for us, and and sometimes it helps us to look back on our own lives. You may or may not have been a child at a time in your life when we took pictures of little children. You may or may not be someone who normally shared in communion, but if you did as a child, you would have had your first communion day probably. And in many families, there are pictures of little boys, little girls, young women dressed in a beautiful little a dress, white dress with a something special on her hair and head and flowers in her hand possibly and maybe a boy, a brother or a friend up the street as we have in pictures of me and Mari Delaney Dever standing there um, with a tie on and uh, wondering what else we're supposed to do and maybe hold each other's hands. <laughs> There's a union and communion in this ritual that's profound and you and I know it and we we don't trivialize it. We don't make it just pretty, but it's beautiful. But move that memory forward, as I did in Franciscan Lexio, and may comment on it further as Greg and I do a series on that book in its own series of podcasts. Here, as we reflect on the beauty of sunlight and, and the wonder of clouds, clouds and light, God has given us a a wonderful faith that has grown, but over times and in our churches, what was really a very intimate meal uh, began to become a very protected experience, somewhat broken out. St. Paul tells us, brothers and sisters, the cup of blessing that we bless is is, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? Is it not? So a neat way of talking about that. And then the bread that we break. Is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because the loaf of bread is one. We, though many, are one body. For we all partake in the one loaf. I love the church I grew up in, but as I look back in memories of it, I can see the altar quite high above us, and at that time in the church experience, in some places now, uh, the priest's back was, his back was to us. And we sat there wondering about what we called these sacred mysteries that we were hopefully soon to be able to share in by coming forward to a communion rail and kneeling there, a rail that very often was so sturdy that was no way to through it. And, and when they began to remove these from churches, they had an incredible time of having to rip up part of the floor. <laughs> these rails weren't rails, they were fences. And as you look at them today in some places, though they're beautiful and have an integrity of the earlier architecture, they still symbolize separation, which is completely opposite of the participation that Paul is calling us to. And then we celebrate in the gospel for today when Jesus 
in most profound intimacy says that I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. And whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give them is my flesh for the life of the world. I am the bread of life. All who eat this bread just in us in pretty white dresses and <laughs> cute suits or ties or those of us who make our way to the communion rail, but for the whole world. That's not Paul speaking or some other apostle who uses words of exaggeration to help us understand participation. That's Jesus, the Son of God, his very self in a profoundly intimate time, beginning to foreshadow what's going to happen. We would say foreshadow because there's a shadow cast over this in a sense of our own worry. How could this be? How could this be? And then he shows us. He lives a life of profound healing and care, intimately reaching out, not walling up or fencing away, breaking bread at places and times with sinners, prostitutes, tax collectors creating an opportunity in John's gospel for more wine than anybody at the party could consume. We don't know what happened after all those huge, huge jars of wine. But we do know is that Jesus Christ is the superabundance of the Father's love for us. And as we've celebrated Easter and moved through the other wonderful celebrations, and most recently Pentecost, we know God that is fully poured out for us and never retreats, never draws back, but remains the food of life bread of life, the very beverage of joy, the wine of new creation for us, so that you and I can go about our path, our way, wherever we are in the streets of today, reaching out to others in the same way that Jesus did to us, mending healing relationships, speaking simple words of peace, acting in ways that were just helping everybody know that they are at home at the table. You and I belong. That wonderful word that was lifted up a number of times in the chapter of Holy Name Province, which we just completed as our life flows now into a new province of Our Lady of Guadalupe, 
not diluted by that flow, but finding greater life in it as we do in the cup, lifted up in the Eucharist. The one who celebrates this for us takes bread and breaks it. The sign in reality that Christ broke open his life, left his life to be broken open for us. And now, broken, we all can partake. This wonderful truth of partaking allows us to participate, to be the participants who draw others to the table, bring others into lives of healing peace and practices of justice, wherever we might be. My friends, it's wonderful to be in the springtime of our lives in this day, and some young ones may be participating in their first communion. If you have participated before, I welcome you again to the table as God invites us to be there in the holy, final, and complete fullness of forgiveness and supping with each other. For if God has not held back, why would we? If God is fully participating in our lives, why would we have walls fences and rails that would keep us separate from the sacred and hold us back. Those things that are still in our hearts hold us back from being with one another. My friends, may the spirit of the Lord that brings us healing and fullness, may the banquet of the table this day, may the fullness of the simple bread bring the simple truth to your life. And may we, now fed, go forth and feed others. As Greg and I often greet you, I welcome you to take some time, if you wish now, in quiet meditation. Possibly in my exuberance or an image rises up. Possibly your own recall. As we see and hear and remember, we might be still. And know that God is with us. Be still and know that God is the bread of life. Be still and experience God as the cup of salvation for all. Be still. Be. Dan Riley, wishing you well, wishing you well, as Greg and I both do. And as we continue to share with you the peace and the nourishment of Jesus Christ. We are one body, one body in Christ. And we do not stand alone. We are one body, one body in Christ. And he came that we might have life. I am the way, the truth, the life. Believe in me and have eternal life. I am the way, the truth, the life. I am the final sacrifice. I am the way, the truth, the life. Believe in me and have eternal life.